Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Hotbed. This is our sixth series, and this is the podcast brought to you by The Hotbed Collective. We set up The Hotbed because we wanted to find out why women were having fewer orgasms than men, and what could be done to improve our sex lives, and how we could also work on our relationships. I'm Aniki Somerville. And I'm Cherry Healy. And Lisa Williams, our brilliant co-founder, is not here today. So she's here in spirit, but not she in person. Is. So Cherry, you're here today. We haven't got Lisa with us. Sadly. Lisa's, Lisa's Lisa, we here. miss you. She's in spirit. Um... And what it's taught me is that I'm not particularly good at organisation. She'll hate it that I'm saying that, but it's true. She is so so honest. Um, We're going to be talking a bit later to um, Kat Sims. Um, And she's someone who's been really vocal about, um, I suppose, what you do when your relationship goes kaput and hits the rails a bit and what you can do. You and I have always talked about it, and Lisa, we've always sort of, that's been one of our bedrocks, really, at the hotbed, what, what happens. And she's incredibly honest. I think... In terms of people I follow online who talk about family and parenting um, relationships, I think she's up there with one of the most honest people because she talks about uh, her relationship with her husband, Jimmy, um, very, very candidly. And I wanted to ask, because I um, I think in our book, More Orgasms, Please, um, (laughs) we do actually do a little shameless plug there. We talk a little bit about those little signs that your relationship is a bit less sexy. So I think one of the first ones is um, they fart in front of you. Or it might be, the famous one is obviously when you do a poo in their house. Because for the first sort of six months, you pretend that you don't. Or when you stop putting makeup on, getting up half an hour earlier to apply makeup. Or when you wear sort of sleepwear, because like, you know, sometimes you get into the routine once you're really comfy. Yes. Wearing a really bedraggled t-shirt, which you use to wipe your nose at the same time. It's really interesting because I have been married, but I'm in a new relationship. Mm. And so I've got the benefit of hindsight in a new relationship. So it's interesting watching how things are changing so with really very open eyes. So mm. I realised recently that when my boyfriend Carl comes home, I don't automatically jump up, put down what I'm doing and go and hug him and embrace him. I sometimes like, continue to watch television and go, hi, babe. Mm. So I've noticed little things like that. They, they change. Have you done the... Um, I mean, would I, I was surprised actually. There's a TV show where someone was having a bath, mm. and then their partner came in and did a poo. Oh Lord! Above. And, and I thought actually, well, I assume they did because they sat down. So I was like, well, you must be doing a poo. That's absolutely never going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, I've, no, I've been quite clear about. Do you poo talk boundaries. about tummy problems? So yes. would you say, oh, I'm a bit, oh, I'm having a bit of the old uh, constipation or... I've got yes, I'm not sure I want to, though. No. <laughs> I think that happens, but I think maybe it shouldn't. I, I don't know. I think some people think that's really mm. prudish, but I think 
relationships are so amazing and it's so easy to chip away at them. I think sometimes it's all right to have little boundaries. Mm. What about you? Do you talk about tummy problems? Mm, I think that's a problem, yeah, because we've been together so long, 20 years. So if you think about digestive issues over a 20-year period um, and also sort of post-baby you know, I had a, you know, I had a tear and stuff. So oh, I, we did talk quite a lot about, you know, what was happening yes. and what wasn't happening and all of that. I thought it was quite interesting that when you've just had a baby, um, they focus a lot on whether the baby has had a poo. So they always say, has the baby yeah. done its first poo? And you're not allowed to leave the hospital until they've produced their first poo. I think that's right. right yeah. they said, you but they don't talk about the mum doing the first poo. And actually, oh, God, for many women, terrible. that first poo is quite momentous. Oh. But this is not sexy talk anyway. We shouldn't be talking about poo. Um, yeah, but I suppose that's one. That there's, there's little things that happen yes, in your relationship absolutely. where basically some of the sexiness goes doesn't it oh completely like when you when you check into a hotel as a new couple first thing you do is go upstairs and christen Mm. the room you know you have sex immediately um whereas i think (laughs) i think the last time carl and i checked into a hotel um we had a glass of wine i put my makeup on then we were out for dins and that was magical i don't mind that at all i actually Mm. think relationships change naturally and i fully fully embrace that but there are little markers, aren't there? There are. There are. Right, so we've got our interview with Kat coming up. Um, and she was fab. She was totally honest and told it like it is. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. This is a sponsored post. This is a sponsored, sponsored post. We are so lucky to have Moon Cup, the original tried and tested menstrual cup sponsoring this series of the hotbed thank you moon cup we love you well rather i love you anarchy i'm i need to convince you don't i what what can i say to bring you around to my side well i don't know i've been seeing this big moon cup thing all over the place you know lots of people talking about it i've been out at clubs people are talking about it i've been at dinner parties i've been outside the school gates everyone's talking about it and you know me i like to be a little bit cynical about these things i'm probably a bit of a late adopter and And uh, I had a few reservations, just put it that way. Because you'll save loads of tampons and towels going into the waste stream. Mm, I guess so. It's true. Um, But I have a few little questions. And I guess one of them was, they just don't look very comfortable to me. And as someone who's kind of all about the comfort, the dungarees, the large pants that come up right under my nipples, this moon cup thing, I'm just not sure that it's going to be comfy to wear. I find it quite comfy and always have. I just stick it up there and forget about it until it's time to empty it. And I've always found it really, really comfy and unobtrusive. Once you've got used to the idea of sticking something up your vagina um, and then hoiking and taking it out again, it's really very comfy. I could windsurf, I could ski, I could cycle, I could do all of these things. I mean, I don't. I sit and listen to podcasts and get angry, but, you know, that's beside the point. Could you wear very tight white underpants and jump out of a helicopter? Yep, actually, I do find that there's no leakage at all, whereas I find that with tampons, I find that I always would get blood down one side and then it would leak and I'd take it out and then there would be no blood on the other side of it, which is just bizarre. Um, but with Moon Cup, it just collects the blood. And personally, I've never had an issue with leaking. So white pants. Yeah, bring it on. White pants, white flares. White pants, yeah. white pants. All right. So you're saying it doesn't, it's comfy. Um, you can wear white pants. It's good for the environment. You're making it quite hard for me to sort of argue against using it. I'm getting quite fed up here because I can't really find any other reason why I wouldn't be using this thing. Well, head to mooncup.co.uk, use the code HOTBED and you'll get 10% off, which brings each cup to less than 20 quid. Give it a go. Go on. End of the sponsored post. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm really excited today um, because we have Cat Sims here. Um, Cherry's here as well. Hello, Hello. Cherry. Hello. Nice to be here. Yes. It's very nice. Um, and Thanks Kat, for having me. Yeah, well, we're, this is a lovely spanking studio as well, aren't we? We're right in the middle of Soho. It's, beautiful. it's, it's lovely so to, have, to have Cat on because I know she's one of the honest people. She says things that other people don't say. And she mm. says things that her husband is like fine with her saying, but not many would. Well, I would say he's he's ninety percent fine. Yeah, and also fine now because we're in such a, a much better place. Mm. But obviously, at the time when it was kind of crisis stations, he was like, "Don't talk to anybody." Mm. But now he sort of sees that the more I talk about it, the more people respond in a really cool way. He's like, "Actually, this is kind of a cool." I've learned so anyway. much about relationships from your honesty, so it's really exciting. I can't wait to dig in and get some some more. Some more, some more of it, some more juice. Um, give us a little introduction to yourself. For those of our listeners who aren't familiar with your work, um, how do you like to be known? What would be on your Ooh. your final gravestone in terms of brand positioning, I think they call yes, it these days? brand columns. Brand positioning. <laughs> uh, messed about on Instagram for a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a blog called Not So Smug Now, which started as a kind of a lot of them did as parenting, that sort of honest, this is shit vibe Mm -hmm. which nobody was saying at the time um but inevitably as my kids have got older the problems change you know it's not breastfeeding and it's not you know all the rest of it it's it's relationships and it's money and it's figuring out all those other pressure points that land on you as your kids get older Mm -hmm. and I mean I'm going to dive straight in because obviously the hotbed we're well known for sort of talking about um I suppose long-term relationships and and actually what happens after you have kids um, I mean, you've been really honest about the fact that you had a really, well, you said it was a really low patch, a really difficult patch, a patch where you were kind of considering separation. Well, we weren't considering it. I had told him that that's what we were going to do. Like, right. that was... <laughs> that was I more mean... of a question and more of a demand. <laughs> yeah, it was more of a desperate decision that this was the only thing that we could do from now on. And it was actually almost a year ago. It was just after Christmas, actually, so January time. Um And it had just got to a point where I couldn't see a way out. And every conversation we had was just laced with resentment. It was snarky. We were, it was that, we were in that competition cycle of who was more stressed, whose work was more important, who was more tired. And we just couldn't see a way out. And we were so angry. I don't know if I can swear. Can I swear? Oh, of course. Oh, good. We were so fucking angry with each other that, um, 
it just we we was we were like drowning in it. And I just, in fact, I'd got a friend of mine had a flat near us and she was renting it out. And I said, look, I need this flat and we're going to, I hadn't told Jimmy any of this, by the way, at the time. And we're going to bird's nest it. So while he's with the kids, he can be in the house and I'll be in the flat. And while I'm with the kids, I'll be in the house and he can be in the flat. And this is perfect. And in my kind of organisational way, I was like, got it. We're separating. I figured out a plan. It's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I was like, I've At least, like the practicalities would be right. Practicalities so, were done. We it's like buying stationery and thinking you've done your essay. Yeah, exactly. Mm, right. um, and then we sat down, and I was like, and in fact, just before I went into the conversation, one of my friends called me, and she was devastated. And she said, "Listen, just promise me one thing: just don't lead the conversation with I'm leaving you." She's like, "At least just." have one more conversation because mm. a lot of people would say that i mean i mean if you get any women around a table talking about their relationships they'll describe a lot of the things you're saying so not talking to one another mm. doing sort of passive aggressive behavior um you know arguing about how much time you spent doing domestic stuff um, not having sex all of those kind of things how do you actually know that it's reached a point it sounds like I'm not Cherry's doing, doing did a you wee. It's like I'm doing <laughs> She's a piss in the corner while you're talking. Cherry's got, um, and if there's a, if a there's very a, absorbent a panty liner on today. <laughs> there's a worse disrespect. I don't know. No, no, I'm just, I was just getting my water bottle sorted. She was emptying her, her sanitary <laughs> towel. <laughs> um, anyway, so how do, you, how do you know? Because it's quite a bold move, isn't it? Because I, I think my impression is, is that people just rumble along in this really low-level, shitty relationship without actually doing anything. And you sort of think that's the norm. So I think a lot of people listening will go... That sounds quite a lot like my relationship, but how do you know that it's got so bad that I need to take the next step? I think it's. A, I think that's a really personal thing, and I think you just. I think you get to a point where you can't stay, and that's where I was. It wasn't that I didn't want to stay. It wasn't that, you know, it was hard. It was that I physically couldn't, for my sake and for the kids' sake, continue like that. And at the time, I couldn't see another option, so I just made a decision that. For me, that was too much. And and I honestly think for Jimmy, actually, it was probably too much too. Um, but I also think that relationships, the majority of them don't break down because somebody does something really horrendous. The majority mm. of them don't break down because you have an affair or there's some massive betrayal. They break down because it all just gets too much and you find yourself in this hole that you, you can't get out of. And some people can't. And sometimes the damage is done. And that I fully respect. Mm. Um but for us, thankfully, the one thing we always had, even though I was very resigned to the fact this was the only way, was that in an ideal world, if we could stay together, that would be the best option. Mm. And I think because we were both there, that last conversation that we had when Jimmy really, really realised that this, like I had a flat, like this was it. Um, I guess it was like hitting rock bottom. Mm. How long had it been bad for? And can you see some of the flags where it was starting to go wrong? Uh, since Billy was born. Yeah. That was that first year was absolutely like the acid on our relationship. But wouldn't you say, because that's the thing, I've got a, um, Greta's going to be a one. Um, and I think, Cherry, you decided, I mean, you calling something, a few people have been saying this now, mm. you're being quoted about being in the rush hour yeah. all the time of parenting. I sort of feel like, with the kind of one-year-old, like that first year, that's kind of oh. probably the most difficult, probably on your relationship as well. Yeah. Was that a factor as well? Because it's just really hard, isn't it? Was, it? I relentless. would say it was the factor. And mm. I think there was so much resentment and anger left over from that first year that we never tackled. You know, I mean, I had Billy. It was a really traumatic birth. I then sank into kind of postnatal, undiagnosed postnatal depression. Jimmy was home for the first month and then he was away for seven months. Um, and... There was just so many emotions going on there. Like he was mad that 
well, he wasn't mad, but he was resentful that I couldn't seem to parent like everybody else. I just couldn't, like, why wasn't I mothering like everybody else did? It's the most natural thing in the world. I was mad because he was away, and then when he came back, he would, like, try to help, but take the kid, take Billy away, and then I'd just be on my own. And I, you know, and it was, there was just so much going on. And how long ago did you have Billy? She's six. So she's six. So six years ago, I don't think there was a conversation no. about mental health and postnatal depression like there is now. And that's only six years ago. He must have not had any idea what was going on with you. And you must have felt the same. Yeah, the only time I'd heard about postnatal depression was like on fucking EastEnders. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. Like it was a storyline. It wasn't anything that really happened to people. Mm. And actually, it's really, really common. And we didn't discuss it. And I think we thought that just maybe the first year of having a kid was just supposed to be shit. Him protecting Billy, like he thought that was helping. And it was like, don't get me wrong. I like needed yeah. her out of the house. But also he wasn't looking after me. And that was a big ask for him. But I felt like I wasn't important. Like he loved her. Funny, you know what? Yeah. And I'm going to say it and nobody says it. I was really jealous. I was jealous yes. that yeah. he. I felt like he loved his daughter more than he loved I'm gonna me. I'm going to tell you a little yes. story now to see if you can, because this is kind of hits it on the head. Is I think we went away for, when I was heavily pregnant last year, we went away for a few days to Ramsgate and we were sat in a Pizza Express looking out at the marina. It was very pretty. The sun was coming in and Paul sort of leant over and Ray was sat opposite us and she was five at the time. And he just sort of, he went to whisper in my ear and he said, don't you just think that Ray is the most beautiful person you've ever seen in your life? I mean, she's just so, she is so beautiful. She's just incredibly beautiful. Um, and like anyone normal would go like, what a, what a lovely what a great thing. dad. What a great dad. I was like, you fucking bastard. <laughs> Like, I'm really pregnant. I feel really fat. I've had to spend the whole day at Dreamland just holding oh, bags in the place. cold because I couldn't go on anything. Um, and actually, in this moment, and that's a bit what you're saying about the jealousy thing, yeah. is yeah. that I felt guilty because I was, I was jealous of my own daughter. But I could have really done with that compliment in that moment. Yeah, I totally. really needed it. And she didn't, no. I don't think, because she's She didn't give a shit. That. She, she didn't give a shit. shit. No. So is it a bit like that? It's, it's massively like, like that. And I think we don't talk about that. And I think when babies drop in... Um, you're going from a two-way relationship to a three-way relationship. And I didn't mean that to sound as weird yes, as it does. But, you, but it, that's a really tough dynamic to deal with. Um, it's also you, the amount of actual fucking work that you have to do. Yeah. Is, it's like having a full... I don't know why... You know, some couples, if they're having difficulties, they say, oh, let's have a baby in... But no! No, don't do Terrible that. Terrible idea. The band-aid baby's like the having, worst idea. Imagine if you're busy and saying, I know, I'm going to get another job, another full-time job that I have to manage on top of that. That's what it's like. It's like having full-time... And then you have to have a relationship. Yeah. And nobody tells that. you that. You know, nobody says... People are starting to say oh, well, you know, having a baby is really hard and it might not all be, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And we're having that conversation quite openly now. But still nobody's saying, and by the way, it could really fuck up your relationship. Yeah. Like, it's going to have a huge impact. And unless you're aware of it, you could find yourself falling down into territory that you just don't want to be in, you know. Fuck the NCT. Yeah, fuck I that. can Google how to put mm. a nappy on. Actually, NCT should cover relationships almost exclusively. exclusively. Because mm. the baby will survive. Babies are resilient. The baby will survive. But you've got, actually, you got boobs and a nappy, you're fine. You're fine. But actually, your relationship is the real bedrock mm -hmm. of what's going on. And if that goes wrong... Mm then the whole thing's fucked. So what took you into, because obviously you went into counselling and you try, mm. I mean, lots of people talk about counselling and I think some people are worried about trying it because, I don't know, maybe they think that it's a real signal their relationship's gone bad or they're worried about having to share lots of painful things from their past. Um, what was your experience of doing it, if people are considering doing it? Well, funny enough, we'd actually been in therapy for three years, but I'd been faking it um, and I 
Jimmy, I love him to bits, but you know, it's quite easy for me. He's got some fucking issues. It's quite easy for me to make therapy all about him and his yeah. issues, which is what I'd been doing. I'd mm. been sidestepping it. And I think we do that a lot in our relationships as well. You know, when we're mad with somebody or when we're feeling all these emotions that lead to a rage, we're very focused on the shit that they've done and the mistakes that they've made and how they haven't done the dishwasher or they haven't put the loose seat down. Um, when actually... It's more important to spend that energy focusing on your own feelings, going, actually, what am I fucking feeling right now? Because it's probably not the dishwasher. Mm. It's probably something else. And in fact, this morning, we had a blazing row, which... Um, How convenient for this so podcast. Convenient. Oh, no, thanks, Kat and Jimmy. Do you know what I did? Jimmy. I went round to their house and I messed up all of their house and then I got their dishwasher and put everything Anarchy. in the wrong way because I wanted to spark that Well, then off. it wasn't you because there was nothing in the dishwasher. Oh, that okay, was that's the problem. what I did. I took it all out. That's it. Yeah. You've got to um, stop doing that, Anarchy. We've talked about this. But we had this round and he's obviously been away for seven weeks and he's home and... I was getting ready for work and I came down and he was just like leisurely having lovely breakfast, calm breakfast with the kids. The dishwasher hadn't been filled, all of this stuff. And I started doing this thing where you just like stomp around and yeah. you slam cupboard doors and you like start talking really clip sentences. And um, and I exploded and went, well, it's all, I'm very glad that you're having a lovely breakfast, but you know, there's actual fucking adult responsibilities that need to be done and just stormed out mm. and went up and cried, like literally like. Ugly yeah. cried and then did that thing where you talk to yourself as if you were having the conversation that you want to have. Like, yeah. but really, this is what I'm feeling. And actually, I figured out that I was really jealous because when he's away for seven weeks, my mornings don't get to be that calm. I don't yeah. get to have nice calm breakfast with the kids. Mm. You know, I'm getting ready. The kids are getting ready. We're doing fucking spellings and the oh, it's and laundries. Mm, it's chaos. It's chaos. And then I shout and they shout and we all cry. And it's stressful. Do you shout? Because that makes me feel... I would go through oh, a whole... My yeah, gosh. my mornings are a bit like that I as can well. lose my shit. Mm. And I just came down to Jimmy and I was like, listen, this is the shit that was actually going on. I'm really jealous because it just annoys me that they love you more because you get to be calm and I don't have that and it really hurt. And he was and he was like, I didn't think of it like that. I get it. I'm sorry. Let's get on to the, the filthy topic of, of sex. sex, I guess. And obviously you can withhold as much as you like because I know it's uh, <laughs> That's it's what he sometimes. said. Yeah. <laughs> um, boom, boom. What, what role did that play? Because, I mean, unfortunately... Yeah, unfortunately, the, we don't... Sometimes the sex sort of stops and then I think that actually I think creates, a lot of the time the sex stops. Yeah, and then it creates this real kind of distance between you because you kind of... You don't have... I suppose you just don't have any fun together anymore. Also, there is something mystical about sex. It clears the deck. It really does. It does. It's, it puts yeah. you back together again. But if you're so far apart that you can't do that. And I think even though you're close together, sometimes sex is kind of... It's a big ask if you've got young kids and you mm. work... I mean, especially if he's away for seven weeks at a time, there's only so help. much you can do. <laughs> but um, there's, there was definitely no sex. For how and, long? Do you mind me asking? I mean, we probably did it once, twice, three times a year. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I think this but is for the a real... sustained amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for probably is... three or four years. Yeah. I think this is one of the things, it's a big sort of taboo. We were discussing it about the fact that people just don't... People often ask the question, how often is normal? You know, mm. is it once a month? Is it once every six weeks? But I get this real sense just from talking to people that whether, whether your relationship is in trouble or not, it kind of depends where you are. Obviously, in the first year, when you meet someone, you're often having sex a lot. I'm looking at you because I know yeah. you're still yeah, in, the fresh, loads of in the fresh stage. She doesn't she like comes in stinking. I'm like, I don't know, know what you guys are talking about. She's like, but what? No sex? I think this whole thing of don't just not... I was married. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing of not having it 
Um, it's a really big issue. We did a, we did an event recently, and one of the questions in the hat that came up several times on Post-it notes was kind of, "We've just stopped having sex. We've stopped." And then, uh, sadly, a couple of other questions were like, "I'm now thinking of splitting up. You know, what's the next step? Or how do I go and have a relationship with someone else?" It's a big thing, isn't it? The not having sex thing. It's a really big thing, and I also think that a people think that everybody else is having loads of sex, and they're not by the way. So if you think that you're not having any sex but everybody else is, please put that off your to-do list. Apart from Cherry. Apart, Apart from, from Cherry. Yeah, she really is having sex. Um, and also my friend, by the way. Won't, by the way, it won't last. We've already like, started to argue about socks and dishwashers. Well, I'm just a, waiting for that first a, thing. Where he, has he started? Does, has he farted in his hand yet and smells it? No? <laughs> Anarchy. You've, that, if that happens to you, you've got to No stop. wonder you're not having any you've got sex. Put a stop to no, but I'm just saying there's some key sort of masculine characteristics. Like being the proud of being like we, proud we of Farting is often one we do of the poo, first we do things. poo jokes you poo know jokes. we go oh has I need I need pooed? a massive poo and it's yeah. like okay so here we go you yeah. know so it's it slips away quietly and quickly okay. but I think it's so I, I don't think everybody's having sex but also I think that it's okay for the sex to to simmer off a bit like it, I don't think we have to put that much pressure on ourselves it's really natural if you've got young kids and you're knackered the last thing really you want to do by the time you've put them to bed clean the kitchen the living room had a meal, maybe watched an episode of television, is then to go, right, I'm feeling super sexy, like, let's go and have a mucky cuddle. And if I was sort of going to do the kind of we're travelling in a lift together and you're going to give me three tips on something that you've learnt from therapy that I could try with my partner if we're going through difficult times, because one of the big things is the communicate, the way you communicate with each other. What would be, would you be able to grind it down to three tips or is that quite tricky? I mean, I think I think the first thing is to just always try and be gentle like uh, when you're feeling like you're going to rage just keep I just used to like repeat to myself be gentle be gentle be didn't always work but I think the screaming and the shouting can really escalate and if you can't be gentle then just fucking walk away it's better to not have a conversation than to have a really toxic one mm. um but also I think it the my real kind of light bulb moment was when I realized that it's about focusing the energy on me and how I'm feeling rather than focusing on what I think is the problem which is the shit he's not done or the things he said actually if I can go let me put why is that pushing all my buttons it's because actually like this morning I felt jealous or I felt unsafe or all of those things Mm -hmm. taking that time to go what's actually going on because it's never about the dishwasher Mm, it's always something more yeah more well more significant isn't it yeah it's always something more significant I mean occasionally it's probably about the dishwasher. But generally, it's about going, actually, I need to focus on what I'm feeling rather than what I think he's done. Mm. Right, that was Kat um, and her interview. What did you think, Cherry? Did you enjoy? Did you learn? Did you I, feast? I learned so much from Kat. Every time I read one of her blog posts or um, her Instagram, and that was, I thought that was really eye-opening as well. Also really reminded me, I must be make sure that if there are problems occurring, that I do preemptive therapy or preemptive honest talks rather than letting it build up and become a catastrophe. Mm. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it, though. I did spend a lot of time just wondering why you were so brown. Um, <laughs> so ta- um, listeners, I'm so deep, I've just had a spray tan at the moment. I look like I live in Sri Lanka. I know. I did think you'd just come back from Barbados, <laughs> um, but it's just made me feel really, really poorly and sickly. So I think the first thing I'm going to do we are in Soho so I may I don't know if that's good for spray tan you've got to get us I love I get one every um, single week I'm slightly worried about it but I might do that but again I'm worried about getting my bod out and having that whole business where I they come and machine. squirt you I don't like someone spraying me because they are um, unpredictable okay. um, I do a machine it's called
called Mystic Tan. Okay. And it's at the tanning That's salon. not sponsored, by the way. So if Mystic Tan, if you're listening, we would love to uh, can you tan- come can- and sponsor us at the hotbed. Can you tan us and sponsor us, please? Thank you. Hanneke, what, what are you reading at the moment? Um, oh, it's interesting that you've asked me that, Cherry. I was hoping you would, actually. Um, I'm reading this really good book by the Hotbed Collective. It's called More Orgasms, Please. I've heard that's really bloody brilliant. It's really brilliant. I mean, it's not in the Sunday Times bestseller list yet, but I've heard, and I did actually go to a tarot reader, it will be in the Sunday Times bestseller list. I feel it deep down in my loins that it will be. Um, yeah. What What can you expect for a book that sounds as good as that? Well, it's got a whole load of tips and advice on how to improve your sex life, how to have more orgasms, how to put bad sex behind behind you um it's got a lot of funny jokes in it um and it's coming out in paperback in very soon in april i think i do you know i think i actually have read that book coincidentally just off the cuff it's brilliant and funny and everyone should buy it um yeah and a few people i think michelle obama in fact said that it was the best book she'd ever read in her entire life i I might not be right on that that might just be a rumor just for legal reasons i have to say that thanks for listening to the hotbed Um, We really like to hear your points of view, but only if they're positive. So please like, review and subscribe. Um, Share it as much as you like. So please tell your friends about us and and hopefully we will move up the iTunes charts and take over the world. Thank you. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.